This is what the shit. I'm your host, Darius DC Chambers. We also have Chris G and Courtney D. And we are, again, what the shit. We are a podcast that likes to talk about anything and everything. We are part of the Black Gamut ENT family. And if you enjoy listening to us, you can give this a try yourself. You know what I'm saying? Just download the free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm and do it that way. You know, whichever is easier for you. But thank you for giving us a listen and continue to do so. to be doing this so i took over for dc just a little bit because he normally does his what the shit so we're doing king shit or ish instead and i have a lovely panel of men that i adore in different ways for different reasons but i wanted us all to wrap a taste um in a way i don't see a lot locally and i love what lebron's doing with his own show and you basically kind of get insight on people you don't talk to on a regular so i wanted to do that but on our level. So the first thing I want to do is get each of you to introduce yourselves. Um, and then we're going to get started with some questions. Some are going to be silly. Some are going to be pretty deep. Um, I'm not going to have anything that's off limits. So I'm going to apologize in advance if somebody is offended. Um, not trying to, and I don't want to get canceled. So we can start with who wants to go first? Or do I have to me? <laughs> we'll start with you. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you want me to say? <laughs> That's why you don't volunteer to go first. My go name. First. My name is Monty. Okay. I'm a comedian. Uh, I get uh, well. I don't know. People think I'm Shamar Moore a lot, and it gets very annoying all the That's time. Really actually. That's a lie. Go ahead. And people just running up to my car and stuff. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, I don't know. Well, that's that's good. It's a start. We'll go. We'll go down. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. You know, I tell jokes. I make people laugh, 
and I'm probably the best looking guy you guys have ever seen. So you're welcome. <laughs> okay. And um, <laughs> <that's funny. laughs> oh, man. next up. Um, oh, uh, yes, I'll go. Uh, yes, you got please, it, Courtney? Please follow the line. Yeah, I got you. Oh, go ahead, G Black. Go ahead, G Black. Follow the line. My apologies, bro. Uh, my name is G Black. I am a uh, lyricist, artist, musician. Um, not not as uh, funny as the uh, as Mr. Monty, but uh, you know, I, I I try to do my thing. Um, yeah, that's about it for me. Thank you. Next. <laughs> Keep it going. Oh, so me? All right. Um, Everett, uh, that slide y'all saw was a little bit misleading. I'm a former mental health professional. was like a therapist for like 10 years, maybe 11. Um, now currently in the United States Air Force doing this crew chief stuff. Man, it's just, yeah, I hate it here. I love the Air Force, man, but this Mississippi heat getting to me, dog. So it was long. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> All right, next up. Uh, Chris Gully, as, uh, a.k.a. Chris Fury. I'm host of Blurred's Eye View, a podcast that talks geek culture. You want more? I can give you more. <laughs> we have some random guy hey. who hacked into the group chat. He's like taking a walk or something. Oh, he wanted us to yeah, that, that would that would be CJ. Uh, ah. I, I play an engineer at work. Hopefully, uh, I can keep getting paid before they f uh, find out the jig is up. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, I like to, uh, I don't know, just be there for the community. I'm big on uh, helping out the, the youth, giving them uh, real life experiences and giving them somebody to talk to and, you know, go through life experiences with. And uh, also financial advice. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> they, they say financial education, but it's applicable financial education is a passion of ours because uh we know that we got some hills climbing that area so that's me thank you next up uh, i'm courtney duncan uh host of smoking reviews also the co-host of what the Shit and the co-founder of black legacy productions oh my bad it's, it's on you brother oh uh i am me and y'all are y'all, and y'all in a place to be. So since I ain't get to normally do my normal thing, because Brandy took over, welcome to What the Shit, the podcast, and tell you everything you need to know and nothing you need to hear. Uh, tonight we have something going on called King-ish. This is Brandy's roundtable for <coughs> the fellas to talk. Um, this is her brainchild. I'm just the guy behind the mask doing the thing with the thing. Um, so sit back, kick back, relax. We're going to let Brandy do her questions and enjoy the show. Oh, wait. No, wait. I'm also Darius Chambers, uh, and I made this show, so there's that. Hi. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Boom. One shot All for the right. homie. All right. Go ahead, Brandy. Now we got Oprah's out the way. First question, and this one is going to be a rough one. Um, it's going to use the gold microphone. I know it. I, I, like, I love it. So 
first question, um, just to break the ice a little bit, and then we'll get into some more serious topics. I need to know from each of you, and I want a reason why as well. Seven and a half. I thought a different question was coming up. My bad. Uh, I knew somebody was going That was the wrong <laughs> fucking answer to the question. I don't even, whatever the question was, that damn show wasn't the goddamn answer. That was that much right <laughs> now. My question, each of you can answer. Monty can go first. Who's <laughs> your favorite Ninja Turtle and why? Oh, shit. I'm I'm gonna say um it actually is not a turtle, but uh their sensei, I forgot his name. Because he's running the show. He's ultra Master calm Splinter. and he Splinter. actually has Master all Splinter. the skills. Okay. Master Splinter, yeah. Master yeah. Splinter. I, yeah, okay. I hear the sh shredder or splinter because you gotta say he has a he has all the power, okay. And these are legit mutant turtles that are fighting, and he controls them. Step a finger. They do whatever he says. So Hey, can anybody ever tell me, like, why my man working with the cane with the with the ace bandage around his ankles? But then it's going to fight show up. He's the most athletic person out there. You feel me? That's how that's how most uh, senseis are. They get they okay. they, they fool you with the cane and, well, that's, and the that's ace bandage. We gonna we gonna keep it going because we are gonna try to keep this under an hour. So who's up next? CJ. I guess I'll uh, I'll go with Raphael, man, because he he. He's passionate. He with the shits, and he can be the leader, but he don't want that responsibility. Okay. So I'll take that. I'll take that. That's a great answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> um, I'll be honest. I I never really thought about it until you asked the question, but uh, I, I gotta yeah. go with Monty. I'm I, I gotta go with uh, Master Splinter. Just I've always just been the type of person that uh, likes to mastermind <laughs> and the person that kind of not to say he moves the pawns on the board, but you know, kind of sit back and play their role and. Makes the uh, decisions. Yeah, you know, I saw. So I'm I'm with a uh, master splinter as well. All right. Well, me, I, I got a co-sign Raphael. Man, he was with the shits. He was with all the fuckery. Like no no cares whatsoever. He was about that action, man. So you know, a lot of people do a lot of talking, but Raph, hey, let's get it. <laughs> so we have Quick two smart men. I like that. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I would have to say Master Splinter, too, because, you know, the four turtles are an extension of him. So Master Splinter's with the shits. Uh, he can he can party out when he need to. We don't see it. Uh, he's a great I'm leader. But yeah, he, uh, you know, essentially all, all the boys are extensions of his skill set, you know, so. Yeah, that's they a should come point. out with a backstory movie about Master Splinter. Facts. It'll yeah, start off like rat. Ratatouille. Uh, six, <laughs> nine, six, <laughs> six nine is his uh, nephew. So next, <laughs> Courtney. Um, I, I'm from Detroit, so I'm not allowed to mess with rats. So I wasn't able to enjoy Master Splinter like y'all did. But I'm gonna go with Raphael because my boy is. was like he said he was with this from shit. Detroit. You know, and the people that's with the shits just insinuate, you know, but I, I'm not a big Ninja Turtle fans because, you know, they daddy's a rat. So you got to be careful with the Ninja Turtles. They might snitch on you. Um, so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just 
Just me, you know. That's my whole company. I cannot. Yeah, that's just me, man. Just... Well, since all of y'all were wrong, I'm gonna have to tell y'all it's Michelangelo because he's a fucking party dude. So there you go. He always used to that's fuck up the, so everything. Much. Dude, fuck up the whole well, show. Michael, between Leonardo Michael, and Michelangelo, and it was my two. So Michael, you know. Michelangelo is a wild card because he's a wild card. You, you never know he, what you're gonna get with Michelangelo. So no, and he, he has bam. the most potential. He actually has the most potential. <laughs> and he was the last Ronin, so he didn't die. It did take like 30 years for that to be a relevant storyline, but we're going <laughs> to uh, <laughs> Next question, please. <laughs> now that we broke the ice a bit, um, basically it being a year since the tragic death of George Floyd, I want to know how that affected you in your personal life because uh, that was big for a lot of people. And that changed how people talk in their inner circle, especially if they're in more integrated workspace or their personal circle of friends. So how did that uh, affect you? It affected me way more than I thought that it should, considering that uh, we had kind of seen, ain't no kind of, we know for a fact we've seen this before. Uh, it was, I think what, what really let me know that I was internalizing, which is just another form of uh, Black men just surviving, you know what the deal is, so suck it up. Is that uh, when I saw so many people from around the world stepping up before we even hit the streets, um, that was that woke me up to like, damn, it's okay to you know let this out because you know, if you're from anywhere like the people I grew up with. We scared to let shit out because once it's out, you can't put it back in the bag. We're going to wreck some shit. So you just hold it in until you decide that it's worth the time. For me, personally, um, I, I don't I don't want to sound cold. Like, it, it didn't affect me. But, I mean, I, I didn't see anything in the video or the situation that I didn't already know or had seen before. I mean, going back to Rodney King... You know, he, Rodney didn't die in that situation, but it's the same thing that happened with George Floyd. So I, I didn't see anything. Of course, man. I, I just said, of course, it's happening again. Of course. When are people going to realize? When are people going to learn? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I didn't see anything that that I, I hadn't seen before, and I didn't have any emotions that I hadn't felt before when I did see it. It, it was just more of when is enough going to be enough? When is this going to stop? When are people going to realize what's going on? And when are they going to be actually held accountable? That's good that that Derek Chauvin got convicted, but he's one out of 10,000. So that's good. I think, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I, I'm done. I, I think for I think for me, it was it was kind of um, tough because I, I just had a son um, maybe two years ago. So um, it was to me, it was we had to sit in the house during the pandemic and actually watch this play out on TV. Um, it was dramatic. Um, it, for me, it was just the first time white America had to sit in front of their TVs and watch it play out as well. Um, so you had to open your eyes to um, what are you doing um, as a black man to teach your kids to move forward in these type of situations. It's scary. Um, but just, it's, just it's not the first time that they've seen it, though, with, with Rod, again, with Rodney King. They saw it 30 years ago, man. Right. Yeah, so but I'm, it, I'm saying, it, I'm saying kids, I think, it made me angry. Like, how long is it going to be and how many times we have to see the exact same thing? happen again before we move forward because again 30 years ago this happened white america saw it in their living rooms and they're eating meatloaf and what they do they turn the freaking channel 
now they just say. cut on Netflix. You know, it, I don't know. It kind of makes me upset. So <clears throat> I think okay. that's the thing. I think it's, it's a very upsetting situation because, um, like I said, uh, being the men of color, you you don't know which, when you walk out the door what your, what your fate is. And it's in a lot of people's hands. It's not in just we don't have we're not in control of our own fate when we walk out this door. So we we have to be mindful of that. And I think that's the way we conduct ourselves um, is pretty important on how. Our kids gonna conduct themselves with the police officers and just the way they can they police us. The policing thing needs to change though. It's a whole system that needs to be yeah. changed up, man. It's, it's that, that, that entire so. that entire system is essentially just corrupt. It has been from the very from the very inception. Uh, for me, I'm like I'm like Monty. I've I've seen it 30 years ago. I've seen it then, and did it the way that it affected me. It wasn't the actual act. I think it was seeing that the solidarity worldwide where people were like, you know what? Enough's enough. Like enough's enough. And when they finally like, I guess you in, in a sense just said stepped up, you know, you, you see these these outpourings of support and saying, look, no, you know, I don't blame them for tearing shit up. I don't blame them. For, they need to protest. They need to get up like, hey, this is this needs to stop. And being a father of a son myself, you know, I worry about that stuff. When me and him both walk out, like he's 6'2", you know, and we're both big Damn. guys, you know. So so we when we walk How out. Is he like 40? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. My son, I'm 5'9". He's, 20, he's 27. He's 27. And, uh, you know, and walking, when we walk out, you know, we have to. It's a shame that we have to do it, but we have to. We have these checks and balances. You know, we have to watch ourselves, and we don't want to have to do that. We're not in the position of being criminals or anything like that. But we're there's times I'm walking to work, I park in the parking deck and walk to the building, and notice clear people go to the other side of the street. Big black guy walking down the street. I'm wearing regular street gear. I'm not wearing scrubs. Are afraid of him. Yeah. <laughs> so, and that, and you know, and it's a, it's it's a something it's something that I'm sure most black men and women, uh, uh, it's like a sixth sense. We know it, you know. So there's we use it to our advantage. I know I'm. If, if I can <laughs> uh, uh, ask a question to the rest of the panel, uh, touching on that same topic, considering like we we've, we've gotten to that stage now. We've seen another generation come up to be. Uh, young men or young boys and men in men's bodies as our society tend to look at them. Uh, what are we doing to try to help give advice uh, to the next ones because they are seen as a threat just by their existence? I know I didn't had to work with a, a number of uh, young men over the last uh, few years where different situations where uh, you know the, we we know the procedure. You know you look suspicious, get slammed to the ground, even though you complying and all that. Uh, I know because even with the George Floyd situation, uh, the, there was several things that was going through the emotions. Sorry for going off track a little bit. But uh, one of the things that struck me was I, if I was standing there, I would have died because it's against the law for you to even push that dude off of, off my man's neck. The way our laws wow. and our systems are set up. So what advice can we give the young men to try to protect them so much of your account with their son is how do you make sure we protect them to make sure that they get home? And that was one of the questions I was going to ask as well. So it's good that you asked that. Um, I do want to get everybody to 
that wanted an opportunity to explain how they were affected by what happened to George Floyd to say that first. But then my next question was what you just asked. So we're gonna keep along that same lines, but did anybody else wanna share how that affected them before we move into that next question? Uh, for me, just imagine yourself sitting in a room and you're the only one that looks like you are willing to say something mm -hmm. and you can't say anything. I'm sitting down here in the heart of Mississippi and this happens mm -hmm. and you hear these little conversations and shit in the corner and you're just like, you know, I really want to start schooling people, but it's like, you know what? There's certain individuals in this world. They don't want to hear that. It just is what it is. Somehow this gentleman was wrong. So a couple of people that decided to speak to me, I had to remind them, Hey, you know, I spent <laughs> 10 plus years in a psych hospital. We would have patients with psychotic breaks. Now I said, now I want you to remind you, I'm the biggest person in the building. They're coming to get me in these situations. Now imagine that's your mother, your father, your brother, your sister, whatever the case, and all of six foot five and 210, 15 pounds of me and my knee on their neck. How you feel now? Didn't matter to them. Gotta, you gotta comply and this and the other. So I was like, you know, it's not even worth talking about anymore. So I just had to like kind of just suck it in and just and move on. But you know, there's certain places that you can't express. I avoid yourself. those conversations. And we shouldn't have to. Angry. That's the sad part. We, we we shouldn't have to avoid those kind of conversations because it's true conversations. It's honest opinions. And it's, I it's, pissed, really, it's really our life that we're speaking about. And who are you to tell me that my life... That's the whole thing. Who are you to tell me that my life has no value? Well, you I get so whatever. angry when I talk about when I when I when I get to people that 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 start I'm like well you gotta like 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 you were saying like you gotta comply it's like dude like shut the fuck up man like, when you, you you normally can gauge you can normally gauge when those type of conversations come up you can normally gauge ex right away how that conversation is gonna go you already know it's like with the minute they say well you gotta comply no you don't miss, you missed the point when yeah. you say Black Lives Matter and like you don't know but all like. You already know the conversation is. is and there's going to be another question I'm going to have you guys answer in regards <laughs> to certain clear people, we'll say. But getting back to the question I was going to ask after that. Uh, um, I'm going to answer this real quick, Brandon, if you don't mind. Um, Chris said something about it. it, it they're, they're finally waking up and seeing it. It shouldn't take for 45,000 deaths of black people by the hands of cops for them to see. <laughs> that, I mean, it should have been seen when it first happened, way back when it first happened, but people want to... I guess people think that some change is good change, but all change ain't no change. Um, exactly. We're always constantly being seen as a threat no matter what you do. You could be Five nine or six two, you're gonna be seen as a threat, some shape, somehow, which is crazy because it's not that we're threatened; they're threatened by us. Yeah. They're threatened by the potential. They're threatened by the the way. Like what's crazy is this whole society is built on what we have done throughout history. You know what I mean? The strides we have made, the adventures we have made, the music we've made, the moves we've made, the culture have been the culture. Like when people say they do it for the culture, they're doing it for our culture. It's been taken, it's been watered down, it's been debased in some cases. But at the same time, when it comes to being police, we're police harder because they know if we ever unite like we say we can, it's a problem. It'll be an issue. It'll be an uprising, which it shouldn't take. Like I said, it's like it's cool that you know everybody rallied together, and you know the people who finally got to see it on TV, who never see it happen in person, finally got to see it because they had time for it that day. 
it's a shame it took that. It took coronavirus for people sitting at home with nothing to do, no dogs to walk, no parties to go to, no tea to sip, nothing to do but sit at home and no watch TV. Course, it took that. No golf course, no golf course you know, no tennis elbow right, to get rung right. out. It took that for people to finally see that, yes, black people are being killed for no reason at an alarming rate. But you know what's crazy? It's, DC, sad. It, 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 it's crazy because you wear your hoodie every day, and I know why you wear your hoodie. I wear my you know and I tell people this. I, I know why you wear people. your people hoodie. People ask me why I wear my hoodie. Why I started wearing it after Trayvon Martin. I used to love hoodies. I'm trying to tell but you. But after Trayvon Martin so died, I started wearing hoodies because I'm a 6'2 black man. 6'2, close to 250 plus. I wear a hoodie every day because you're going to have to see me. And if you have the balls to come up to me and tell me to take my hoodie off, I want you to try me. I'm nice, I'm cool, but there's something you're not going to do. You're not going to disrespect me as a man. And that's what happened to Trayvon Martin. He was a kid going to the store with a hoodie on. He, he got killed the profile by a fucking nothing. vigilante. He got killed by a now, vigilante. Just, to stay on that topic, and you guys can share this if you want to, and I can understand if some people don't want to, um, but what are you doing in your own life as an individual to push um, – Basically, the agenda we're all agreeing on that black people, but more specifically right now, black men are human. They're multifaceted. What are the little changes you're making with yourself? And then what do you think could be done with the next generation coming up to actually make some significant change happen? So I, I think, think for me, like um, I'm sorry, G. No, I'm uh, uh, I think for me, um, going along with what Monty was saying, like with the, the first question, um, I don't think it's a matter of them not necessarily being able to, to, to see these things or being aware of these things. Um, so just kind of answering the first uh, question, um, I, I didn't necessarily feel an impact directly because, number one, I didn't watch the video until the trial, like fully the full video. I, I, I don't um, like to, to, to watch those videos just because we've seen it before. I don't like to endure that trauma. So I stay away from those. Um, but what I noticed is that um, we got to see a lot more on the other side. So I think a lot of people claim to not be aware of these things in the past. But with the way the information moves now, um, there was no way to claim that anymore. So we really got to see the people who genuinely um, were unaware and became aware of these issues and how they felt and reacted to it. Um, and, and, and obviously, then the people who didn't care felt like, you, you know, you need to comply this and that. Um, so kind of uh, segue into the second part. Um, I think for me um, personally in my life, I have I have two sons um, and outside of that, just the people that I try to impact uh, with my music. What I try to do is take the, the, the path of empathy in the sense that I can't prove or disprove what somebody knows in terms of whether they're aware of the struggle. But what I can do is prove that I'm putting it out there that. Uh, number one, that these issues do exist. And number two, um, just kind of showing the full gamut of, of who I am as a black man and who uh, uh, actually we are as black men in that, you know, we can, um, you know, feel a, a positive one day and another day, you know, we kind of feel, you know, down and low just to, you know, because we all go through those things. And as well, we can, uh, um, for me anyway, I, I can make music that's lighthearted as well as music that's, you know, aggressive or music that, you know, is poignant and has a, a message to it. So that's just kind of what I try to do. Just lead by example uh, for one and just raise my sons the best way uh, that I can and make them aware of, you know, who they are actually, as well as uh, the reality uh, that, you know, people are going to perceive them, you know, as they do. So th that's what I try to do. Thank so, you. So me, um, I'm a new father. So, um, 
I'm starting to start start new trends with my son that I never was a part of. Um, and just having conversations like this with other fathers, other people, other men that are around, that are trying to do the right thing and change the narrative of black men. Um, because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. What is our narrative? How how do they perceive us? Um, so they perceive us this one way and I want to move another way. And I'm not saying that has to change who you are, because um, I'm still raw and ranchy and, and, and ghetto and I watch my world start every day. But at the same ghetto. time, I want, my, I want my son to be some kind of person that you have to fear. That when he walk in a room, he's a CEO type field person. Um, and that's something that I'm not used to. So for me, it's all about making my son a better African-American person and um, showing that we're entitled to this land. Um, our people fought for this land just as much as any other people. And that's a th another thing. I, I hate I hate when people say, you know, I love being African-American, but don't singleize. I'm an American. Um, I've spent most of my, all my life on this land. So um, I, I like to fight for my land. I like to 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 tell my son that this is yours. Um, this is your country. Um, things like that just to change the narrative of um, what we believe and how we see things. And I want to go back real quick and say, you know, Emmett Till mom put her son in the in the newspaper. So they've seen this before. Um, she she showed exactly what happened to her child. She she put that baby in the newspaper in his casket and, and showed these type of things. So it's, when people say they haven't seen this before, I had to agree with the panel and say they have. I've seen these type of things before, and it's just it's we have to get to a better place where we can raise our kids to be, you know stronger individuals um and rely on themselves more than the systems that we have designed to trap us so that's what i try to teach as a as a new father just get myself around other good fathers that i see doing different things to change the narrative good anybody else um i'm i'm from a bloodline where <laughs> i'm from a bloodline where i'm const constantly was in t in, in teaching uh about my roots about what we as black people have been bringing to the table and consistently have been brought to the table and not just been brought to the table but built the table made the table dressed the table all that so uh i've always put it in my son's head to like hey you know learn your history learn your roots um case in point it in you know yesterday was the anniversary of the tulsa uh massacre and it amazed me because I learned about this 20, 20, 30 years ago. And it amazed me that people who are older than me, who were like in their 60s and 70s, had no clue that this happened, black or white. And I've always made it my point to like learn what came before you and build on that, you know, they're going to be a, they're going to be scared of you whether you're a crook a villain or whether you're a ceo and an architect they they don't it doesn't matter so you might as well go in there like like courtney said you might as well go in that boardroom like a lion and, and show them like what you what you really made of you know and if they and they can't get over on you so you know i'm always it's not so much high ground but it's the high ground you know yeah, that's my, my, my that's my thing. Put my foot on their neck before they put they Man, before they put their foot on I my neck. Put my it. foot on your neck before you put your foot on my neck. And that's the thing. You have to switch the narrative. Um, going into these boardrooms, going into these corporate situations, knowing that you're the you're the, you're the person that they need. They need black energy. They need us to be around um, to change the narrative, whether they like it or not. Um, we are actually 
we like they said, they don't we like our it. culture. They don't like uh, it. They, they don't like Not, that. They hate that. They hate that they need us. Man, so, what what Courtney is what Courtney, what you touching on, man, that they is sparking something, bro. Uh, cause you hit on two, two things that, uh, uh, I want to be the first one. We'll go ahead and get that one out of the way is the most two, two things that we got to keep doing. One is doing exactly what you're saying and making sure that we are unapologetic, unapologetically who we are. I'm going to put an asterisk beside that on the, on the sense that we are still discovering as black Americans who we got, we got, got probably one of, one of, or probably not the most unique story of any culture in the world, because we essentially had our entire cultures, plural, wiped out, and we had to yeah. build a new culture against rules that allowed you to have right. any sense of culture. Yes, right. And you couldn't so, even read, man. And, How do you create and, stuff like that when you can't read? You can't write. I mean, no, no the crazy part history, is, you know what we, I mean, and you still create it. That's insane. No, to to we actually did know how to read and write. We got we got evidence of like, uh, not only later when they made it illegal. We, but the, yeah, they made it illegal. But what you know how hard that is for you to know that you know how to do something, and you gotta suppress it for fear of the person that, <laughs> that you got it in you. Mm-hmm. You I know, think I can hide. You know how infuriating that shit is. I can hide that. Man, for you gotta hide that your entire life. I mean, life, just don't read nothing in front of them. Right. I mean, what does he say? If you were there reading shit out of the ingredients in that kitchen, like, no, I mean, like, hey man, what's this recipe say? I can't read it. And yeah, you know, Chris Rock said it the best in that cart. I can read that sign, but I got to crash this cart just because. Hey, you got to go full committal. But the other point yeah. that, uh, like Chris was saying about like some of our history and why they didn't know about it is like you also got to understand the context of not only did they control and and uh, if they didn't control the the forms of communication, which is still going on now. Hello, California, Texas, and New York. States mm -hmm. who control the school bucks. Uh, but also with the Tulsa story, if you already know that people were threatening you, your parents, and to the point where your parents and your grandparents got on your case about bringing it up around the house, these people didn't start talking about it. The survivors that were left, they didn't start talking about it themselves until a lady got comfortable enough with them in the early 90s to go on record because they, they wouldn't talk about it. And the same thing happened in a lot of other cities. Like we got it. I'm in, I'm down here in Florida, by the way. So in Rosewood, ain't shit there, but just a plank. Oh my right? gosh, man! But Old the Jack other Old. story is the Okoye massacre of 1920, who had very, very similar movements, like organized movements, deputizing these these white thugs to go in and uh, take people out of their town. But dude, when you mentioned the name Okoye to some of these uh old older black Flor Floridians that live north of Orlando and such, they hold body change. And the only time I ever seen that language change was PTSD and rape mm -hmm. victims. Mm -hmm. They don't even yeah. like to hear the name of the damn town that's 15 minutes away from them. And you know what's crazy? And that, that's crazy, but it, it's just the trauma of black people. Um, and that's the thing that I think uh, that we escape and we don't talk about as black people the trauma that has been placed upon us from slavery. We are still, yeah. people say that we, the slavery is far off, but we are still direct descendants of what happened in slavery. Yeah. Everything that's going on. Back off that a bit. I do have other questions just to try to keep moving things along. Um, staying on this, um, but we are gonna get to some other topics. I wanna know for those that are comfortable sharing it, what is um, one of your biggest fears right now? 
Can I can I say and, something? Getting fired for being black. Getting fired, you said? Yeah, getting fired for being black. Because oh. it's just like uh, somebody was saying earlier, you know, you're having to yeah, suppress all this, this knowledge. But I was like, hell, we go to the corporate world every day and have to suppress our personality. That shit yeah. had to come out today. Mm-hmm. I had to let them know. I was like, look, y'all play and do all this little, little gay jokes and all of this stuff and calling each other that name. Let me tell you who we don't play with in here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, every last one of y'all in here don't play me with like that. And then this one want to start running his mouth. And now he's about to get his ass whooped. No. You're dealing with a real one in here. So they don't want that masculine yeah. energy hey, coming in that room. The name of the show is what the shit. We with the smoke. Like this is but I no, like everything. The crazy thing is food. It was the dance. They, they don't want that knowledge. They don't even want that black male masculinity coming in there. Like, hey, absolutely. Now that's they don't so want strong. That. It's so strong. It's so strong. Don't stop me. It do, it's so much shit that it do that for is, people. That it's is infectious. the most. It's very uncomfortable for them, man. Time, I think yes. it's very unsettling. Being your full self is one of the most revolutionary things that we still can do mm-hmm. to this day. Because keep mm-hmm. in mind, what do, what do they do in every single situation? If you will study not only these towns being burned, but also um, even times where, you know, between the 20s and all the way up to the 80s. What do they do? We took the strongest and we tried to make examples out of them by either killing them or throwing them in jail. Right. If you did right. not comply, we're going to take your livelihood or we're going to take your life. You choose. Which one? Now, across the board, is that something that you all are feel for, uh, fearful of in your respectful positions at work? Oh, yeah. I, think, I, would say I, I, I would say I felt it differently when I first started my career, being one of the few that, you know, graduated college and all of that. And you feel like, hey, not even from an economic standpoint, but from a, uh, a hope and optimism that like you don't want to disappoint your family because you're breaking into this this ground that your family hadn't had access to. So if I get fired, now all of a sudden you already know what it's gonna be. Uh, what, what you done, you done fucked up and did some of these white people. Yeah, I ain't really wanna let that down because I know that I know there's a legacy coming behind me. Yeah. I think now, for me, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no, no, I was saying now nah, I, I, I don't give as much of a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's I, where it should I, be. I think for me, I, I wouldn't say fear is the right word, but I think I'm more acutely aware when I drive now. Um, I've always been about it, dude. I've always been cognizant and aware just because I feel like the most dangerous thing on the road is other drivers. So I've always been somebody that kind of like pays attention anyway. Um, but now it's like, there's, I, I like to think about, you know, hypothetical situations in the event that I come into these situations, what would I do? So I imagine myself in these situations and I don't know any. To follow protocol, see yeah. with that, but you don't want to break protocol because we know what happens with that. So it's like, what, what do you really do? Like roll the dice that you get like a good cop, and I, I don't know. So for me, driving is something that I'm, I get uh, anxious about it every time I get behind the wheel. Now, I don't even like driving because of that shit. I'm trying to tell you, driving is the worst thing for me. That was gonna say I, I, with G Black saying, I'm not. Look, bro, if you if you smoke a cigarette in your car, I'm not getting in your car because, bro, it's smoking this bitch. The police get behind here and think we doing anything illegal. We both getting pulled out of here. They're going to make us make us look crazy. They're going to make us look stupid. They're going to violate us either way. Either way, either way you look at it, being black and being in the car. It's, and my name is Courtney, by the way. So I'm going to have to go through that whole hassle of them saying your name is Courtney. Really? 
um, and all that shit. So it's just it's it's a hassle. Dealing with police is the most scariest fucking right. thing in the world. It don't uh, it, it don't it don't help when you look at the numbers and see that the largest percentage of these unarmed uh unarmed killings start with what a traffic stop. A traffic stop. Yep. So to be right. to me being in traffic with my exactly. kids and my wife, and it's just moving is is not safe. Um, I'd rather her drive than me driving. I'd rather. I don't want to have no contact with police, bro. It's just that's that's the most scarious thing right now to me. Does anybody else have? Oh my mic! Does anyone else have? Any uh, yeah, my biggest fear is not living up to my full potential. Um, I'm not afraid to drive. I've drove drunk in front of cops all the time. That's nothing. <laughs> hey, the show is called "What's the You gonna get it? What are they gonna oh, do? Man. This was years ago. This was back in the Akron days going downtown Akron. But no, my biggest fear is, man, I got a family. When I was younger, I didn't care what happened because I didn't have nobody but me to look out for. But I got a family that depends on me every day. So making sure shit like this happens and what we do take off and not leaving them to where they have to worry. Because coming from where I came from, I, my dad was a truck driver who was hardly around. My mom worked. I saw her work her whole life. I saw my grandma work her whole life. Soon as she retired, had a heart attack. You know what I'm saying? She went down. My grandfather died. You know what I'm saying? So I have a family that depends on me. So the cops don't scare me. Let my family down scares me more than anything. Mm. And that's just me. You know what I mean? Because that's just what scares me the most. I I just want to say this real fast. Um, Running out of menthol cigarettes. Biden's making them illegal. He can kiss my ass. There you go. Can you cut his shit off? Can you just? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, for me, it's not the police. It's the people that call the police that scare me. That too, yeah. Like, oh, no, like, those motherfuckers right there. Oh, them motherfuckers hey, the worst. God forbid you got any uh, size on you and you walk in, it's like nine one, and they wait for you to move. You know, I'm like, yeah. fuck, man, I just get say- my Waffle House and leave, please. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's a Waffle House incident. Like, bitch, I just yeah. wanted my sub sandwich. Bitch, I'm trying to go home. Yeah, I know just personally. Why are you calling the police? You know. Yeah, personally, think- for me, the um, mine is in two parts. It was like the thing that I was most afraid of for most of my life was the the um was the was the pressure of not being prepared for something that I didn't know was coming. Mm-hmm. And. And you, it's like you are, you know, it's gonna gonna happen. Whether it's gonna be enough money, enough knowledge, enough connects, uh, enough resourcefulness, whatever it was, you just like, all right, I gotta be on top of this thing because it's always gonna be something that's gonna catch me slipping, and uh, or to be there for my my loved one. Like I was, uh, I, I held a lot of responsibility in my head for looking out for everyone. Like, hey, when the situation goes down, no matter what it was, I was the person that everybody called to go fix it. Now. I got had to do some do a little work on myself to not have that amount of mental pressure on to where now yeah. the the fear is just much like uh, my man said earlier is hey I don't want to I don't want to die leaving this unused potential on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel that, man. And I feel the same way though honestly, just not wanting to be That's unprepared and always wanting to stay on top of stuff and the fear of uh just generally getting caught uh, you know, with your pants down, that kind of thing. You know, I don't know. I've always been mm-hmm. trying to avoid that. My whole life has been long strokes, unpredictable. Long strokes. 
mm-hmm. but there's always been random stuff popping up. I went to a different school every year until I was like in, in middle school, right? So, um, you know, well, until I was in high school, I mean, so I've always, it's always mm. been new random shit. So I'm kind of used that to part, it. Bro. I'm kind of used to the unknown, you know what I mean? But uh, I don't know. I, still, I try to account for everything. And I guess you really can't do that. You know what I mean? You can't wear yourself out trying to, because you can't factor in everything. There's always going to be the unknown right. shit, right? It's always going to be something you don't count for, you know? So you really so, can't count for everything. Just, I don't know. That's my biggest fear is just that unknown thing that pops up. You didn't think about it and blam, you know what I mean? And uh, Chris, did you want to add to this before we get to the next thing? Um, like DC said, you know, the unused potential and leaving my family behind. That is the that's really my biggest fear, because as far as a workplace setting. Oh, I love I love to prove a motherfucker wrong. You know, mm-hmm. they, they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I, lo- I love, I I love hearing I can't do some shit, too, Chris. Tell me I can't <laughs> the minute, do it. The minute say you wrong. can't do it because and I'm like, because of what? Because what you're saying makes absolutely no sense. And I'll point to you why. And I'll but shut yeah, that whole shit down. But I'm glad I we don't it. have the fears. I'm glad we don't have the fears our granddads have. Yeah. Um, you know, Thanks. so it, we have came a long fucking way um, in the conversation that we can sit down and say our fears are not leaving our parents. Our fears are not to, you know, be that. But, you know, it, we don't have the same fears as our granddads. Our, they, their fears were real. Um, their fears were being lynched and shit like that. We we are taking an initiative that we ain't going to be punked out here, y'all. And um, yeah. I think that's the motto that we have to take with all the way we move. That's why I say confidence is everything when you black. Um, your confidence is everything when you black. If your confidence no. is not up. No, so so like I, I just come from I just come from a black Afrocentric place. Um, my my city is a black. I I don't know. I didn't see white people outside my neighborhood that were drug addicts until I was about sixteen, seventeen years old. So, uh, for me, it's different. I see black. Oh, people, yeah, Detroit, rough. They, we black. Yeah, it's black. If you in the hood and you white, you you we know what you're doing. Gun store, liquor store, gun store, liquor store, building up building, gun store, liquor store. You know what I'm saying? So, and don't Chinese stuff. Coney Island drugstore liquor store. But you know what I'm saying? It's 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 a black place. And I for me, I, I I'm used to seeing black people succeed. So um, like I said, just having these converse type of conversations <laughs> is what I'm used to talking about. If we, we if I say I support you, I support you as a black person. That's what I think that's what it comes down to. Making sure you support the people that you say you support. Because if not, it, it shows in who you are, your character is a lot when you black. So you have to stand up to uh, to me being a black man is one of the hardest things ever. Um besides mm, being a black no, woman. No. Besides being a black woman. Well, well hold on, because we can end up going <laughs> at a tangent about that. We're gonna we're gonna stay focused because I know I if love I love being black. black run. So <laughs> I just love being black. I love being black, bro, but it's tough. Mm-mm. I think it's, it's tough on because outside it, forces. Let it alone. Wait, let, 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 let her go. <laughs> no. um, All right, my brother speaking. Host is talking. <laughs> Yeah. I'm gonna shut my. What'd you okay. tell me, Brandy? Hold on, Brandy. What'd you tell me? Shut up, bitch. Got you. Got you. I'm gonna shut my punk ass up. I got you. You, 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 the host. This ain't my show tonight. It's your show. You know, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> um, this is what I wanted because I don't feel like um, black men, especially, get a forum to speak freely. And I'm probably roasting myself a bit with this and some other. Black women, but I know we talk a lot. And sometimes y'all, even at home, don't get a chance to express yourself in the way you would like. So I wanted this to be something where you do do the most of the talking. I'm just trying to 
correct. I'm gonna shake my head. My fiance probably watch her, so I'm gonna look right at you, Brandy. Directly in the camera. Be like, hey, Brandon told me to say that. <laughs> she had like a she had like a prompter and everything. <laughs> it's rolling down it's Another He's going to read everything on the screen. Why would you write that? <laughs> now I'm going to have an Anchorman moment. Another semi-serious question. I'm Tits McGee. I mean, Courtney Duncan. For again, back on track. If we're <laughs> I feel like a teacher. Is this what you're like? Um, how do you process pain? Um, be it uh, disappointment mm. in the family or if you felt like you let yourself down. Uh, how do you process pain? How do you get through those hard moments? This is something now? that or, this is something previously. that really comes up. Um, I'm lot. talking about right now. I and mean, then if you or Chris oh. can go first. Go ahead, Chris. Okay, yeah. well, uh, this is something that has in most recent times has been coming up a lot within the black community, uh, is processing pain. Whether you know, I've seen it more black females have gotten it sooner than black men. But uh, I've been seeing it a lot more in the in the black community against for men that there there's these communities building saying it's okay to release this pain because holding it in actually creates more trauma. It just does. Um, you know, I'll I'll have, I'll have to use the George Floyd situation. Uh, just seeing another black man die at the hands of law enforcement unlawfully and being angry about it and having to go to work go out in the world come home deal with whatever you're dealing with at home and not be able to truly decompress or release any of that that anger or that stress of any of it has come more to light to say uh, uh it's coming more out that it's okay to speak about it, like such as this panel, it's okay to, to speak about it and come to it into an agreement to say what it is that needs to be said. So, I think nowadays it's becoming more prevalent. It's more uh, common knowledge, more common speak to do so, and I'm glad that it's there because uh, I'll probably say like a generation before us, it wasn't. You know, so now there's this whole new generation coming up that's saying it's okay to say i don't like this it's okay to say i'm not okay that's what it is that's what it's that's what about. i like the most the stigma of all that's gone you know what i mean yeah. or going away it's going away a lot more you can actually say you're uncomfortable with something you can actually express yourself and how you feel i mean in the 1990s people would just say you're a bitch or something like that and i mean and i said it too you people would be like monty have this big problem like dude, you're kind of a pussy dude honestly <laughs> i don't have time for that you know, but and I get it. You know what? Were I mean? you crying on your lunch break, bro? <laughs> Come back in from work. You've been crying on your lunch break, bro. Are you crying? And you're like, bitch, dude, pull yourself you? together. Yeah. You have class. We, dude. We, we have all have shit we're fighting up. in this world, right? Look, we all have our be. battles. There's really hot girls in sixth period, though. So you need to pull that shit. Together, you need right? to pull it together before <laughs> sixth period. You want them Daisy Dukes, though? One time for Tommy. Hey man, <laughs> I'll make her. I'll put parts of her cry instead. Would <laughs> you tell no, no, I think, look, I look, think look, for pain. I think for pain for me. Look, 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 look at this. Somebody come look at this. Look at this. Somebody come and look at this. Look at this. So for me, 
So for me, the pain part, um, I try to just, I don't know. I haven't really found a, a common medium to deal with pain. So I just work. Um, whatever I'm going through, I channel into my work, try to make my work reflect that um, discomfort. Because um, I think that's where I get my best work done when, when I'm a little angry, a little fed up with something. So I, I'm able to focus out of that, um, just channel it into the right areas, I guess, um, and making sure. So what you do you do again? Uh, me, I create porn. <laughs> um, porno special. Nice. You ever heard? Okay, yeah, he's man, actually I, the I have it, dude. But I'll I'll do some googling when this he's, is over. He's a he's a, he's a release specialist. Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get rid of he's pain. Huh? He's oh, a release <laughs> Next question. Next question. You got it. CJ, go. CJ, he says he was up. Yo, uh, all right. So much what like Chris was saying. Uh, I was actually gonna say something differently, and I'm still gonna say it. But what Chris was hitting on about. What is what it's like to be okay these days is my mind immediately went to um, the 80s and some of the older men. Uh, so it's like my father and then my father's father and that they whole generation. How in their mind, they thought about being assholes to their sons was helping them prepare them for the world. Yeah. Because yeah. That's real it was ass backwards, but that was the and that's the crazy part because that was the caveman mentality. You can't break. And then the transition part for if there was a transition part was either divorce, death, uh, or compartmentalization through sports mm -hmm. or whatever. And even in sports, it was like you still that all you doing is compartmentalizing some more. You get hit That'd hard, suck it up. News. So yeah. you and eventually when you don't have any mama to make proud or anybody look at the moment somebody took their eyes off you, what do we do? Somebody already hit it. Drug use. Great. We break, mm -hmm. we get into bad habits and we, we just spiral. Because essentially we're dealing with, it's hard to recognize that you're in pain if you've com been compartmentalized to have internal bleeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Deeper mm -hmm. than the ocean, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but that, that's and, uh, something that we, we've been taught forever. It's like, you know, we just work through this pain or whatever. So that shit just winds up being uh, manifesting itself in like health problems. And we can't mm -hmm. just always work through it. So for me, I'm at this point now, it's either can I mentor to somebody so I can learn, teach somebody what I need to learn, or can somebody mentor me and just sit me down and say, hey, you're wrong. You need to handle X, Y, and Z in a certain way. Uh, then you also need your outlets. But after today, I think I'm in a place where, you know, it might be time to start swinging on motherfuckers, you know, in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, time up, time up, time up. There are some bridges that need right. to be burned and some people's chins that need to be checked. Uh, hey, before you go there, fam, make sure you got proper insurance or at least bill money set up. Because that's, that's, that's really what be holding us back. I keep it in the Nike shoe box. I keep it in the Nike shoe box. I'm ready. You, you got to go. That's hey, that's what it's for. That's what emergency savings are for. Emergency. Yes, Just in case a motherfucker would. You got to do, like, you gotta do, you gotta do okay. them like Bing Rames did Jody. You choke him out when the mama gone. Choke him out. <laughs> him, nah, he got hit with that <laughs> one good upper cut. Where your mama go? Where your mama go? Can I talk about my pain? I want to talk about my pain. Does anybody well, else want to touch on this before we get to? Yeah, the next? I will say this. Um, <laughs> I so I didn't have a dad growing up, right? So it was just me and my mom, and so I actually didn't have a problem with like talking about pain growing up. Like it was fine. If you have a problem, you no, just talk about it. Off you my know? Screen. 
I'm just playing. Exactly, real hilarious. kind of correct, but I think I was the opposite way because I grew up without my dad, but I was angry. You know what I'm mm. saying? I grew up most of my life angry. Big brother had to take care of kids, so I didn't really get that childhood like everybody else got. So I had to grow up fast and get out here and do stuff. I wasn't doing nothing illegal or crazy. I just, you know what I'm saying, was working and all that. So I think going, having a family and, and trying to learn how to teach my son differently from what I learned it is is actually helpful. It's um kind of yeah. therapeutic because like it's like, I don't you. want him. Yeah, it's, ther- it's more therapeutic to me than him, I think, because He's for him, that's just how he's growing up. Yeah, he's growing up different than me. He's got a lot of stuff that but I didn't he doesn't have. view it that way. That For him, that's just, he just grows and up in a loving, open household. Yeah. For you, but though, it's like therapy. I get to therapy because I get to see them smile and them happy. So it starts melting the ice on me. You know what I'm saying? It takes away some of that anger. So I ain't gonna lie. I'm I'm less look mad. at that. The yeah, monster yeah. has a heart. Yeah, yeah, it made me. It I made play me video games as well. Son, so it made me want to put my dad son. ass though. Every time I be around my son and um, we just having a good moment, I be like, "My dad ain't." Well, shit. don't get it twisted. Me and my dad, we got better. You know what I'm saying? As I got older, but it was past the point where I really needed a dad. But we reconciled. You know what I'm saying? It made up for past time, and I love my dad. You know what I'm saying? Up until the time he passed away, which was hard. But that's another story for another time. But yeah, to see, get back to the I question, I hope my kids don't ever have to talk about me like that. You know what I mean? That me, and my dad. That's got the, better. and I think that's the biggest. You know what thing I mean? I just hope me. it's yeah. always, yeah. always that we are good. We were good. We are good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not the. Yep. We got better later on. Yeah, was you know an what asshole. I mean? He only did was podcast and make movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was funny as shit. Don't get me wrong. But he was never but... there. <laughs> but I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait to put his ass in the home. You be like, what? Uh, that's that is my biggest my fear, biggest yo. Fear, I'm trying bro. to be nice to I'm my kids because I know nursing homes nowadays. <laughs> All my dad loves me with these shitty podcasts. Hey, Monty. I can see my kids rolling me in a home and never coming bro, back to see me, to yo. It is put me in a big ass shirt that say Cowabunga Dude, and that's it. No change of clothes. You a big old board and three. Oh, not even a big God. boy. They just put you in a room with a big ass, long ass, one of old uh, Ebenezer Scrooge. That's my biggest fear. Wait, I'm going to be up on the screen when I say this. My biggest fear is my kids putting me in a nursing home with an Ebenezer Scrooge jumpsuits on with the matching hat and no change of clothes. And just leave my ass there to rot. And they'll come visit every now and then. Giving them the blueprint right now, exactly how to do it. I know. But it's still on fear. They did my checkbook. You keep signing off checks and shit in your name. You're like, what is going on? You're like, nothing. Don't worry about it. That's yes, or we go. We gonna keep it moving. Switch me out. No, that's what I'm saying. That or we keep it moving. Hold the money hostage. (laughs) Yeah, keep it moving. Uh, Anybody can answer this. What do you feel about cancel culture? I think everybody being oversensitive. Oversensitive ass. So I think because essentially is. There's this fucking problem with the spirit of the United States. There's a lot of fucking problems, but one of the which is we so this country is so young 
that we basically like an adolescent in the in on on the global stage. Yeah, and that's like teenagers. We, we overcorrect on every fucking thing. Yeah. That pendulum is gonna swing back hard like it always does. But right mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, well, they said some. Uh, they 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 said they uh that that the that they don't like the color red. So all of a sudden uh, we ain't fucking with them no more because red is my favorite fucking color and I'm offended. I'm like, yo. Only person, only person I was offended that they canceled was Paula Dean because they know we need them goddamn pots. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yeah, yeah, I kind of have, like, have like the only thing they canceled was Paula Dean. Oh my gosh, Who was liking Paula Dean really? Just I mean, that was, bro. I'm just talking trash. shit. I'm just talking shit. Oh, no, I, 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 I kind of have like a dual perspective. While, while at the same time as in the short term, I do see it as a problem. Um, I think in the long term, what we're seeing is the infantile stages of, um, I mean, what I believe is a transition into the, the age of Aquarius, but just on a, a, a more mm-hmm. tangible level, I think we're mm-hmm. just seeing compassion play out um and, and where it's just in its infantile stages again we're trying to hyper react mm-hmm. to everything because we care about each other and that's really all it is but we have to kind of fine tune our understanding of exactly what it is and our reasoning behind it and we won't execute it so willy-nilly and go back 40 years because again we'll understand um and, and empathize a little bit more so again in the short i see it as problematic but in the long term i see uh the, the good that can come of it I wish I was as optimistic as you, um, only because much much of my point earlier is I'm just afraid of that pendulum's never really dropping in the middle. It just swings the other way. It's like we you keep pulling it up, pulling it up, pulling it up, and that's only going to increase the momentum to swing the other way. Now I agree in the sense that yeah, ain't nothing wrong with checking a motherfucker without without getting violent first. You know, it's like hold people accountable when something when somebody says something offensive. Don't you, you ain't gotta take that shit and be quiet and then go vent off somewhere. Oh, you can check them right there and there. This social media, you can check them in, in person and like, hey, what you gonna do? Give me an assault charge. We got cameras now. Everybody got cell phone cameras. So it's like, yeah. yo, you can go ahead and cut me that check. But my whole thing is, is that the longer they keep doing this for over over petty stuff, this ain't even just black culture, just American society. Is that that pendulum is gonna swing hard, and I don't like what's on waiting on that other side. Well, no, everybody is shutting the fuck up. And, and this is touching some on people. what he just said. No, no, that no, no, no. I, I think here's my issue. This is not the first time in human history this has ever happened. Okay, that people have been upset all of a sudden over what other people are saying in media, whether it be social media or newspapers or books, right? So this is the first time this has happened. And if we look at what has happened before. What's happening now probably isn't going to be very good. I don't like it because I think it's going to lead to censorship and people just not being able to say what they want to say legally. And you have to say certain things. and You have to not say certain things. And you're going to end up having things that people said in the past that are now offensive deleted, right? So you've seen that in, like in Nazi Germany with mm. book burning and stuff like that, right? So I don't like it. I don't – I mean, yeah, do people say things that are offensive to me? Yeah, I hear it all the freaking time. And there's going to be times when I say things that are – I know I said things that, that have made people upset. And I said them. I don't care. I said them. You know? It is, it is where we live. This we is don't the way give it is. People, I'm going to say this before. We don't give people room for growth and rehabilitation. Before. But there are some people that need to be canceled off this planet. And I'm going to just keep it a buck. Oh, R. Kelly should have been gone. 
R. Kelly should have been canceled. That's an exception. That's what. That's beside. That's an exception. That's an exception. I put it to people like this: the moment we found out he married Aaliyah and had her pregnant at thirteen, well, pregnant at thirteen, married at fifteen, that should have been the end of it. Because if that had been a white girl, had that been a white girl, we ain't got no chocolate factory. We ain't stepping in the name of love. That nigga is. How culpable is the audience? Because if you go back and listen to the music, he never really hid any of it. It was right there. We it just overlooked it. Because, because we, we forgive talent. I mean, for whatever reason, I, I, we dude, he called himself so, the Pied Piper of R and B. Exactly. So, uh, Mustard Everest Point. And and to Monty's point, but um, but maybe to Everett's point, maybe that's an indication of even though man has been on on Earth for such a long period of time, look how long it's taken us to get to this evolution to where we're saying that what that a very example of what Everett's saying is now not okay, because just one generation and back, that was what society was. Every every historical figure from the European section to the African culture, Chinese, Japanese, whatever, Elvis. all <clears throat> what what did they use as muses? Young girls mm-hmm. or boys, but you know, or boys. You know, oh, you know, boys but the yeah. thing is, now we finally got to a point where at least yeah, in our definitely. country, we saying like, nah, we don't do that over here. All of a sudden, you know, oh, so I'm and, not even worried about. It feels like country. all of a sudden, but truth be told, culture. if we being all the way a buck with it, mm-hmm. I'm not. I don't know. I'm gonna go ahead and say, out of most of the people on this call, if we grew up in the United States, we all know a bunch of old ass dudes that was coming on our high school campus hollering at the girls. Oh, oh, let, let's shit. say this. Let's say that. For most of human history, the vast majority of human history, a girl at 15 years old is very much at marrying oh. age through through yep. most of it. It really is only the past. Child, childbearing age. 80 years. 80 yeah. years, suddenly people are... I'm not saying... I'm not saying... I'm not against it. I have a 15-year-old daughter, and, you know, obviously I'd kill a motherfucker, but that's beside right. the point. I'm just saying it is crazy to think about. Like, the past 80 years, it's been bad, but through the, you know, the thousands of years, you know, you, you think about all these historical figures, their mom was, like, 13 years old when she when they were born. You well, know what I mean? Like fair, it's as we've been in that and mushing along uh, when that culturally a lot of times for women is your only option because you can't work. Um you're not able to vote, you're probably not reading much yourself and you are for sex. You are for I mean, childbearing and that's that's, it. that's what it is. So yeah, that, that's what it was. Babies and become dumpsters by a certain age, that's all you have and that's why you have this influx of well when this war starts now we have to come in and work well now we like working and we still have to do the other things too but that's going to be a whole whole other yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. don't act like it's all bad listen i'm not going to get into that because i can get overly opinionated we're going to say that for queen ish so if y'all ready to see that ladies come on aboard and uh get on queen ish I do have two more questions. There's a lot of questions to get to. We might have to do this again. So I didn't want to keep everybody too long. Um, but when I told my female friends that I was going to be talking to a panel of intelligent men, oh, they're all like, shit. they were like, you got to ask this, you got to ask that. And I was like, I can't ask all this shit. Um, but two of the things that kept coming Man, up. Man, why do y'all do that thing when y'all yeah, do that yeah, thing yeah, and then yeah. leave? 
Um, it's two of the things that kept coming up. One of them said, well, a whole bunch of them, basically want to know what you feel like women should know that they that you feel like maybe you couldn't say to them or um, that they're not listening on. What do you want women to know? Sometimes women we come rare. Home, sometimes they already rare. know it one, one at a time. <laughs> Uh, you know, sometimes, okay, so like I said earlier, there's a lot that we internalize, you know, throughout the world. We go out in the world, we go to work, we run errands, we do whatever the fuck. Sometimes we would like to come home and decompress. We need a, we need a moment too, you know. We, we don't want to just hit the ground running on all cylinders all the time because after a while you burn out. You burn out. It's not that we're not going to do it. We just yeah. need a minute. <laughs> yeah, we just you gotta need switch gears, man. You gotta switch gears. Yeah, and, so you know, and, no, uh, and, 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 I, and I realize our, said it. our attention span is really not that high. It ain't a reflection of you, right? Give us, give us the, the, the highlights, man. Give, give us the highlights of the story. You go, go to your, <laughs> go to your girls. <laughs> for, the, for the long, detailed version, but the, if it go past, you know. I want to say a time because everybody's ten different. seconds. <laughs> he was about to say ten. I mean, I was, I was trying. To... <laughs> no, right this, is safe space. this is a safe space. <laughs> two things, two things that I say to my wife when I come home, man, that I want her to know. I want my steak medium rare, and where the hell is the remote? Man, <laughs> everybody, every guy. Nineteen fifty-seven. Here we come. Medium rare. Everyone, everyone's I, I different. Um, I, I would, I would say, well, for me, be, uh, be honest with you, most. Go ahead, Everett. Do you think? For me, I'm gonna piggyback on that whole executive summary. I really did some times. I don't care if it's my mother or my grandmother in the past relationships. I really want to get that box out and be like, wrap it up, B. This shit is going on way too long. Whatever <laughs> you was talking about. I stopped caring 10 minutes ago. Matter of fact, what the fuck are you even talking about at this point? I don't know. Like, I just stopped paying attention. Yeah. Like, women, women, say, women, say, women say it's selective hearing. It's not selective hearing. It's not even attention span. It's just like, with me, it's a patience thing. Like, just get to the point. I just need to know. I can, I can. Beginning, middle, end. That's it. But you don't want the cutaways? You don't want all the, the details? No. You got to no, hear no. the whole story, dude. You got to hear really. the whole story. Look, if I, I, if, hey, look Johnny TV show do you like? I don't need, I don't need the lead in rhetorical questions. Got the girl. Do you want to know what that bitch said? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you won't believe what really. No, no Not, lie. We do love to be like, and can you believe? And then y'all just be like, no, oh, okay. I can't believe. I can't believe it's not butter. Like, what the? F I don't know. For me, I, I definitely agree with everything the panel is saying, but I feel like what they don't know would be that we like to be sought after too sometimes i think mm -hmm. we get we get mm -hmm. so caught up in this Preach. idea that we have to 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 chase all the time sometimes we like to be you know chased you know sometimes right. we like to feel yeah. like you know we, we want it so you know. do that some man, of no. the, do some of the freaking work don't just lay there like you're dead oh no hey hey you went there Oh, yeah, Star I'm going there, Star dude. I'm going there. You said it was a safe space. We need to go it's back to this meeting. Place. I gotta check this Monty. girl's pulse, dude. Monty, Monty, take one for the t Oh, I'm on the main screen. Yo, can we cancel starfish action? What's starfish Man. action? No more starfish. What you talking about, bro? No Look more starfish. 
Well, they oh, just just later. Later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a name. Did they have a name for that? Negative. I didn't even know. Okay. 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 Starfish. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you pull hey, we got a hashtag. Right. 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 So then, uh, a question: Unless somebody has anything else they want to add, no, that I, was, hey, I was just joking. But the main thing is, is hey, lady, lady, uh, in all seriousness, women already really know all this. I mean, they were smarter than us when way before we was eight years old. Y'all already know this shit. Y'all just want to. Y'all need to compromise in within your within yourselves on when y'all want to apply what it is y'all know. We ain't, ain't none of this shit new to y'all. Y'all already know. Y'all want the career. You want the, y'all want good good sex. Y'all want the money. Hey, but the other part is it requires some of the work, not just during sex, but also it requires the work of. Hey, if you know your man has potential, guess what? Usually brings that potential out of him. A woman. Mm-hmm. They want a dude that's already fully packaged, or so they say they do. But yeah. in reality, every most of the women I've ever encountered always wanted some little bit of project that they can make their own. Of course, it's, 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 yeah, it's, of course. it's like moving into an apartment. They, they want a dog they can train, man. They want it old enough for its potty trained, but they want it young enough that they can still do oh. tricks. Oh, now, oh, hey, wow. now that is multi generational advice right there because. <laughs> The here go the thing. What attracted you about a dude is that he had something going on. He carried himself a certain way. He didn't give a fuck. He had a masculine energy. You get him, and what's the first thing you start stripping at? Why you ain't never here? Why I ain't get more of your time? Why don't we communicate more and emotionally bond? And why why you gotta be so aggressive or what? Pick a lane. Whatever it is that he like to do, that's the dog that you got. Train him to do the key thing that you want him to do, and let him rock. Cause ain't no, uh, uh, he he ain't gonna be no good when it comes time for him to do manly things like protect you, if you didn't already emasculated him. Now, I and you know, different like breeds do different that, things. But I will say, we a lot of us in our powwow sessions, we do not do a very good job of taking things as is. Mm-hmm. Um, we do this whole thing where it has the potential to be. So then at that point, you're not really accepting and loving and honoring the guy in front of you. You're kind of infatuated with what you've made up in your head versus the reality of who they are because you don't want to deal with who they are. But you also don't want to like do anything else about it. So I don't think a lot of us do a good job on that, which brings me to the second thing. But you said you wanted to say something. Me, you can't come into a relationship with uh, caviar dreams and beer money. Um, and what I mean by that is you can't try to g- make sure your man is up here and you down here. I you mean, can come you in with caviar to... dreams, but not caviar expectations. Yeah. No, you can't hey. no, you can't come in with caviar dreams and bear money. You hey, can't want to try yeah, to have hey. it all and not come with nothing. When it comes to marriage, you marry a woman that can afford her lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think um, that is it's going to go into like the last question before we wrap it up I'm only picking Becky off of what this guy's been throwing out there for a little bit because I don't agree with everything he says uh, but please Kevin, don't say Kevin Sanders Kevin Sanders right? oh, he, he do not speak for the people this, him this and Steve Harvey I cannot stand let's hold on 
thing. I'm That's a hell of a cup of coffee. Eric Jackson. I've noticed that okay. women will call his line, and a lot of women are asking for a man uh, that call him anyway. That are asking for a man that makes more than them, but a lot of women are making the same or more than men nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, and they're wanting this guy that's making twice as much as they are. Um, and when he kind of brings them down to the reality of, hey, you're probably going to get with somebody where you're both working. Um, it's not going to be just him doing all of the work. You're going to have to do something too. And there's a lot of pushback with women ab about that. Um, I personally have my own views about it, but I try to understand where both parties are coming from. But in the same breath, they're also asking him or men in general, well, what makes a wife? And that was a lot of the questioning that I got when I said I was going to talk to these men. They're like, ask them, when do you know? What, what are they, are, you know, are, wife are they wives? Can I ask a question? Are they wives? Six of them are wives, eight of them are single, and two are in situationships, the ones I've talked to. Okay. Okay. I just need so to know. Because I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the best people. Some of you are married, some aren't. So I talk to a mixed group of people, but I know that I know one man doesn't speak for them all, but I, there's a unity men have when you're asking for something. And when you say you don't like something that women don't seem to have, it's kind of like even the stuff you guys have agreed on here and you all live very different lifestyles, different ages, some married, some not, but you all are like, Hey, we need time, you know, alone. We got to process things this way. So they're they're kind of wanting to know, well, what makes a wife to most men? I will. Um, I would actually say that it ain't men that they need to be talking to. It need to be talking to older women who already been there. Oh, I'm right go, there, buddy. I'm gonna go ahead and quote uh, the the late great Betty Wright. While you were while you were earning your man, you was learning your man. Mm. And if you really, if you really want to be that that. That situation of being a housewife, Betty study White. people that are housewives. What do they do? They work for a few Betty years White. and make sure that they set a budget. They set expectation. Be like, all right, by this point, we're going to be here. And if you de if you de deter from the script too hard, I'm going to leave you because I can't work with that. I'm going to get something else that I can work with. That's the best thing that woman can woman can do, regardless of what her income level or what his income level. Now, I don't know how to, I ain't got no advice on how to manage the, the male ego that don't really understand how to deal with a woman that makes more than him. I can't, I can't deal with that, but yeah, I, I can't, can't I can't address that part, but I, I can say that, yo, for real deal. If you see that this is the raw material for most of what you want for your top three to five priorities, women be wanting to have the whole doggone, um, Valentine chocolate box. You want all the chocolates like, nah, most men, you're going to get certain of them flavors. Like you're going to open up that box of chocolates and some of them already ate. <laughs> what you got and, and make like, it into uh, a like one with the caramel in it. <laughs> I, Brent, I, I think a lot of the problem <laughs> that women have that want guys that make more money than them, I guess, and that try like those the, a lot of the I've seen I've seen some of Kevin Samuels' videos and they're hilarious. And some of the stuff they say, they'll kind of say the same things like they they want like you were saying, Brandy, a guy that makes as much from usually more, but they're making more money now, right? It's not, you know, 1857 and they're making pennies a day, right? So I think a lot, I think there's two core things I think that are happening. One is these women a lot of times don't go where these men are, right? So they'll go and they want a guy that makes 200, 300 grand a year 
but they go and they hang out at Chili's. He's not going to well, be there. So stop it. Okay. Like you need to find out where these guys are and go hang out with them there. Okay. If you want, you're not going to complain. You don't see fish if you're in the desert, right? And complain, how come I never catch any fish out here? You're stupid if you do that, right? Two, a lot of these women, and I don't mean to be mean, and I, I'm not saying I'm over here looking like Denzel Washington because I look like Shamar Moore, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of these that. women don't look yeah. good enough. And Kevin Samuel said it one time. Some girl like these guys can kind of pick whatever girl they want. And you're like an average looking chick, maybe slightly above average. Everyone says, oh, I'm above average. Everyone always says that, right? It's, you're not average looking. And and I don't know. I was, that was that's super annoying. Like you're saying this, like you literally look like any other girl I could see at the grocery store on a random Tuesday afternoon. And you think, like, have you seen the kind of chicks? That 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 freaking these guys can pull. Have you said open the magazine lately? You know what I mean? Past the past hundred years. Look at all the kinds of girls that multimillionaires get. And she thinks she's pulling out here with her two-day fucking stubble, right? Get the fuck out of here, dude. Go back home. Go back home, dude. Go ahead, go ahead. Here's my question. Why do these women continue? To seek advice from men who like vagina but hate women, I don't understand it. That's a good question. There, there is mm. nothing, nothing redeemable from anything that Kevin Samuels, Steve Harvey, or Derek Jackson has to say. I mean, it was going back no. to cancel culture. They need to be canceled from the culture. No, nope. they are very no the black woman psyche. No, I but don't want to cancel them. Somebody gotta take the L, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, somebody. We do need to fall. Every good operation needs at least three fall guys, and there go three of them right there. <laughs> in, in, in all seriousness, uh, another question that could be answered is just be his piece. Be his piece. Yeah, you talking about the steel or the sign? The, I kind of like the steel, but yeah, I think the steel. I want her to be both. <laughs> I like this than a woman that know how to take care of business. You yeah. know, there, there's nothing worse than what going out really? in the world and having to come be fact home. Record. And yes. you're just, you're like inundated, inundated, inundated with all this information, unneeded information, uh, unneeded argument or whatever. And you're just like, yo, you have no idea what I dealt with today. Like, none. I could have got pulled over by the police. Mistaken identity, mm. whatever the fuck. I could have had the most fucked up day at work. I could have got fired. I don't know, you know, you on some bullshit. And you're talking about how come I don't know, I didn't take out the trash or some shit. So, Yo, you know, I don't know what it is about married. I don't, I don't know what it is about married women in trash, but Lord have mercy. That shit is visceral. It is. But I think it's simple. trash is you, gross though. Trash is gross. Trash is literally called trash. 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 Yeah, Every other bad this. thing on the planet. It's called trash. Like, oh, that, that motherfucker's straight trash. You know what I'm saying? Well, it comes from garbage. You know what I mean? Like, get rid of that. The core word. Feel it, but, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's simple. It's, trash, it's simple. In the time that you bitched all day about the trash, you could have walked You could have took it out. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, but it's actually here and there. But no, you just got to match the energy. The energy he's giving, you just got to match it. Like I said, you got to be able to meet me where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? Because I know I ain't perfect. I ain't shit. Uh, that's why the name of the show is called What the Shit? Because you know, but no, I mean it's it's not it's a timeless story. You know, what I mean it's it's been the same thing. I mean the roles have kind of changed now because women are making money and money is, but it ain't it ain't always about the money because 
me and my household been broke and still been happy. You just got to be able to take the right. good, the bad, and know that the bad is not going to last as much as the good. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's peaks and valleys. You just got to be able to roll with that punch. And if y'all both can be like, okay, we got knocked down, but if y'all pick each other up at the same time, you know what I mean? Then you work out better. If I got to pick you up or you got to pick me up, it's going to feel heavier. But when y'all picking each other up at the same time and knowing that it ain't going to last, that's what makes it worth it. You know what I mean? Because when I, this little empire we building, hey, shit, my wife got one too. My wife is building one at the same time I'm building one. You know what I'm saying? So that don't really matter. It's just that we work together and we're a united front. Um and that's all it is. You can't be talking about your man behind his back to your friends and then be in his face acting like you trust him. If you don't trust me, say you don't trust me. That's all it is to it. You can't be like, oh, you're a good man. And then when you with your girl's girl, that nigga ain't shit. He don't take out the trash. He don't do shit. You know what I'm saying? He just sit in his boxes with a hole. Anything you say good about him because we like, we done heard all the bad. So it's like. So, yeah. So when you when he finally does this, son, you tell your girls, like, girl, he got a million dollars. But that nigga still got holes in his drawers. You already told him that. No. <laughs> no. Um, so you just gotta be able to just roll with it. You know what I mean? It ain't it ain't science. It ain't like you know what I'm saying. It ain't stop, stop letting Hallmark tell you how a relationship supposed to be. I don't, I don't, think they read, don't read them cards, bro. They just looking for the money. I'm talking about the, the movies. <laughs> the movies. Well, that's a whole different thing. You know them storybooks. Like, like every relationship this. ain't storybook. You know what I mean? It's gonna be hard. It's gonna take work. You know what I'm saying? You ain't gonna see, fall with somebody today and marry them tomorrow. The, the and then fairy be tale, but they won't live the fairy tale. You know what I mean? Because there is in no all fairy tale, bro. There is no in all these Hallmark movies, were the females rescued? Yeah, what's up, Monty? Monty, all the fairy tales you ever read. Or heard about what does the story end at? I'll tell you where it begins, where people are fucking up at. They fuck up at the beginning, not the ending. Okay, see the at the beginning of the story, the the princess she's always in some terrible position, right? Waiting for the man to come help her, and then he does. That's the fairy tale, right? People say it's unrealistic. He'd never do that. But what's her fucking ass doing waiting for help? A lot of women say that, so they lift themselves up. Now they're queen of the kingdom, but they want some king to come from his kingdom and combine kingdoms. Would you do that? My land no. is mine. I'm keeping my shit, man. Hey, all, all I know is... Uh, every, <laughs> I don't even know every, where I was every, going with that, honestly. Every, <laughs> you just I, want I'm to keep your land. The thing about the fairy tales only, only about the ending is because most of them usually end with marriage and they quote-unquote, they live happily ever after. But they don't yeah. give any fucking instructions on how to maintain that shit. Rapunzel's hair all over the goddamn place in the you know sink saying? and all like that somebody shit. Somebody gonna sweep this shit up, the man. What the fuck? Dwarf still coming over and visiting. Put it in the trash and then come yelling me in the other room talking about <laughs> I need to take damn trash out. <laughs> you feel me? Like this shit's still. You know what I'm saying the seven dwarfs still knocking on the door. Hey, Snow White in there. We got no. some smoking beers for her. like shit. Don't it don't end with that happily ever after, and that's why. Like no, there is, hey, uh, there's like a such thing as happily ever after, but it is not that quick. Like you don't get married hey, and then it's happy ever after. Yo, they had one of throw, they had one of them throwaway lines in uh in in uh Love Jones when my man said, "Yo, falling in love ain't shit." Somebody tell me how to stay there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I, uh, I I like to think certain certain relationships are, and it's a little extreme, uh, but it's like the movie uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. Two of them assassins. Yeah, two mm-hmm. of them assassins. Mm-hmm. They were pitted against each other, but once they found out they were pitted against each other, like they were framed, look what the fuck happened. Like they tore that shit up. 
like they and that's work, the way we work. need to cancel these gospel ass friends. Nah, just yeah. <laughs> they were like, oh, hold the fuck up. They put you against me and me against you. <laughs> DJ saying gospel as friends. Right. Because I'm that friend. I'm not the gossiping friend. I'm the friend that's normally right about the guy. And I'm not the one that's liked because some men, I'm not saying y'all, but some men really are out here and ain't shit. And if I call no, it, no, women already know when a dude ain't shit, but she go yeah, along with it anyway because she don't want to be by herself or whatever the fuck. That part. Anytime, anytime you keep recording videos from your car, there's something wrong. <laughs> hey man, hey, hey, Especially hey, you hitting on, hey, hit on a sore point, and I ain't gonna, I, ain't, I don't want to go there. But anyway, oh. back, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna bring it back. Full circle. Recorded videos with the house in the back too before. <laughs> I'm gonna right, just go ahead and, I'm gonna go ahead and say uh, if I can real quick before yeah, um, more more to the point of what I was saying earlier and uh, like ever was talking about listening to Steve Harvey and whatnot. It's kind of like y'all remember back in junior high, high school, and people you'd be accusing so and so of messing with their girl, messing with their lady, and the whole time it it was usually their best friend that was doing mm-hmm. the shit. Mm-hmm. Steve, mm-hmm. it ain't Steve Harvey they need to be listening to. Y'all need to be seeking the motherfucking advice of Marjorie, Marjorie, or whatever the fucking name is. That's Marjorie. Oh, wife, yeah. Yes. The one now, they hey, took. Hey, yeah. And all I gotta say, hey. Not only from her her body of work, but from where I stand, once you get to live, once you once you live for a little while, you judge people by how they raise their kids and what their kids turn out to be. And last time I checked, mm-hmm. Lori Harvey ain't did shit, but keep her name in everybody motherfucking mouth, and she is handling that shit cold and in silence. Mm-hmm. Who that remind you of? Her mama. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Future just came out with a diss track on it. I was like, I'm so happy. You're just so busy fucking Michael B. Jordan that you could care less. Like you're you're winning in my opinion. I'm like, hey, whether she fucking him or not, the fact is, she got her her name is in everybody's motherfucking mouth, and she ain't said a word to nobody. She just collecting checks with an inheritance on the way. Okay. Right. You sound like a preacher when you said that. But I'm telling you, if, if Marjorie or how you pronounce the name ever went on the speaking circuit, bro, I don't think they, dudes they, oh, they change. Yeah, they, they'd fall over. No. They'd lose it. Because how some of the men have reacted to even Lori, it doesn't seem like a lot of men want agreeably attractive woman to even move like Lori because if they do some of them know they don't qualify and that's a harsh thing to for women to hear sometimes you don't qualify for a certain type of guy because of how you look or how you speak or whatever and that's sometimes hard for men to handle that rejection although I think men are that's more used to rejection than women I don't I don't think we're mm, I don't rejected. know I've seen some dudes take rejection harder than women because here's what I've learned. Here's what I learned. I'm gonna say this: women fuck who they want, men fuck who they can. Yeah, but men marry who they can, and women marry oh, who they, oh, who they now, want. Hey, now I'm about to say a wise man marries who gonna who gonna keep his peace. That too. When <laughs> you look at it like that. Before we get out of here, I'm going to let everybody kind of give their one, two, one, two. So if you want to let people know where you're at on social media, where they can find you if you want to be found, or if you just want some type of closing remark, go ahead and let that rip. 
I think we'll start here. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, yeah, I just want to uh, thank y'all again for um, allowing me to be a part of this panel, man. Um, every time we get together and have these conversations, they're always insightful. Um, I find that um, we touch on a lot of things that you know we may talk about in private, but publicly need to be spoken about as well. So again, just thank y'all for allowing me to be a part of this. Um, y'all can uh, reach me on social you, media. Before you, hey, Black, before you get to that, yes. um, I need to let you know now. I got to have you on for the Father's Day episode. I got Nardi and Earl supposed to be coming on, so okay, cool. Uh, I got Indeed. the invite coming for you. Indeed. <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all can find me on uh, social media: Facebook, um, Geronimo Black. Instagram G the word dash black B L A K K. Um uh Bandcamp actually the Black Future Foundation.bandcamp.com dropped a uh, freestyle, free agent freestyle last Friday. And Got another one coming this Friday. So and uh, I just bought the last one. I bought yeah. the last two. So uh check it out. Honestly, uh just to be real. Um, and not to toot my horn a little too much, but man, the, the one that's coming this Friday is probably the best verse I've ever written in my entire life. So, uh, definitely, uh, make sure to check that out. So in other definitely words, is. that means if you thought promised land was fine and then his free agent freestyle was fine, lights go down. this motherfucker lights go man, down. I'm going to just this tell y'all. So the name of this one is God body freestyle. This shit is, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, yeah. I trust in the process, and I trust the product. <laughs> it was on me? Yep. Oh, wow. I, I, I didn't expect that to happen so fast. Um, <laughs> you set up, I thought you was ready. <laughs> um, he set up like, oh, it's me. Oh, wait, it's me. <laughs> hey, uh, exactly. I, I, I saw that thing jump up at the top. Uh, but I will really just leave part in words. Number one, our, our creators... Man, y'all have a, um, I want to encourage y'all, but also tell y'all you got a responsibility because our story still needs to be told way more than it is. Like you might think that it's out there, no matter how many times you hear the same story told, tell it again, tell it in your own way, because that is actually a part of our long, uh, the, the lineage lineage that got broken off is most of our culture used to be oratorical and it still is. Yeah. The world wants to hear our story. We're the most interesting motherfucking story for the last 200 years on planet Earth. Everybody want to know what black America is doing, and we can't do that without y'all. So much to uh, what uh, my Courtney seemed like he dropped off. What he was saying earlier is be your, be your full self. Be your full self. Rub it in their face, which was going to be my point number two is, you know how fragile these motherfuckers get when you pull their card? And, slack, and, and, and they slack up the evidence and see where see that they ain't shit. It's like, oh, I, uh, uh, do that shit. I told so you, I love, I love, like, I love, I love putting, I love proving them wrong. Yeah, I'm like, yo, that was the most powerful visceral effect of uh, Mamie Till opening up her son's caskets and putting it on there for every journalist who was willing to take a picture of it and tell mm -hmm. that story. They rub, she rubbed their face in it. Where, where they normally would be, because keep in mind, if, if when we do it, it's a problem. When they do it, they selling postcards. They selling, uh, they, they probably selling NFTs if it was this point. But the thing <laughs> is, we talked about Tulsa, we talked about the lynchings and all this, all, all this stuff that invigorates, that invigorates, uh, incites so much pain. But the thing was, is in, in that, that was a communal event. I mean, it's unverified whether or not where where the phrase pick 
picnic come from? What it was told to me, it came from pick a nigga and blah blah blah. Yeah, but right. I, I never verified that. But what I do know for a fact is that every time that they took pleasure, like my man out there in, uh, in Georgia that was running, what's my man's name? Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery. You know the only reason we even we even got a chance at having my man having justice is because one of them stupid motherfuckers did what they always do. They started bragging about the shit that they did. Yep. That's the only reason my man got any justice, even having a shot at justice. So, for my creators, whether you are a musician, whether you are an artist, whether you are a writer, whether you're a comedian, tell our shit and don't stop until it's your very last breath because that is what they're most afraid of more than probably the only thing they probably more afraid of that, almost as afraid of that as they are as us coming together. Mm-hmm. So let's be all for self. It's definitely been an honor and a privilege to ha- to share a platform with you gentlemen. I ain't even met neither one of y'all, and I feel like y'all already my boys. So uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate appreciate the honor of being invited, and I appreciate appreciate being on. Uh, that's all I really got to say. All right. Well. I'm sorry, I was watching CSI Miami. What's, what was the question? <laughs> you want to see a dead body? Just closing no, remarks. Uh, just closing yeah. remarks. Oh, I'm just kidding. I knew that. Uh, closing <laughs> remarks. I mean, obviously, I'm Monty Scott. I'm comedian. Just be yourself and be true to yourself and who you are. That's what I try and do every day. That's what I tell my kids, and that's what I do. Do you have any upcoming shows or anything else you want to plug or promote? Yeah, uh, let's see. I have a show. I mean, yeah, I know you guys are all over the country, so I don't know where everybody is. I have a show in Des Moines, Iowa uh, on the 25th of September. Um, and and I have a... Like 25 uh, black people at that show. Well, it's a twist. It's a twist of concert, so there'll be more. I'm just playing, man. I know. And then uh, I have a Crazy Bone show on um, July 24th in Denver at Herman's Hideaway. So if you guys are in those places, you guys should go check it out and have a good time and see some music. And I'll tell some jokes. I might make fun of your mom. Who knows? Hey, I want to see you in action, bro. Hey, what's your social? Oh, yeah. I'm I'm on Facebook. Just Monty Scott. He needs an IG. Yeah, I do need an IG. I got some guy that's telling me if I pay him 30 bucks, he'll get me 11,000 followers. You guys think I should do it? <laughs> Maybe not him, but it, <laughs> Maybe not him. But it, 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 next week, it don't bro. hurt to to pay a, a somebody with established track record to handle your I, IG. That's, that's like a cheaper yeah. version of having a publicist. Yeah, handle the yeah. IG, not get these followers. Right. Yeah, don't right. do that follower bullshit. No, yeah, yeah, that's 11, my, that's my thing. I don't want to pay him thirty bucks for a bunch I mean, of dummy accounts that. Well, what, what, what we'll do? We'll talk separately about this, you know, Monty, because we're we're here to help. Yeah, thank you, thank you. And if I we want to see my boy blow up, I do have a rash, but we'll talk about that later too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey man, yeah, put, yeah, 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 yeah. hey, rub some rubber tussin on that boy. Call it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put some tussin on it. Ginger Ginger ale. Right. Hey, don't forget to drink your ginger ale. <laughs> All right, go and, ahead. Hey, and, and if it's still there next week, drink some yellow root. <laughs> that sound rough. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, go ahead. Uh, real quick, because I didn't put this out there uh, earlier, 
my views, this is shit they tell us to say, but my views and opinions do not reflect the federal government or the United States Air Force. Uh, typically, I don't use this type of language all the allegedly. time. Allegedly. Could have had We say allegedly on this show. We're allegedly yeah, not allegedly. supposed to do that. Yeah. Oh, no, no. no honestly, that, that's a real thing. Uh, you can follow know, me on, uh, on uh, social media at Everton Chain. I won't be doing nothing janky on there because, you know, security clearance and shit. Um, so it's just that type of thing I got to do. Um, probably not going to be online too much for the next couple months. Got to go to Alaska and a few other places we can't talk about. Uh, Mokadiku. They have a good day. I got back from the desert a few months ago. So oh. you're going to be using my product. We'll see. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, one thing I wanted to point out, man, just shout out to anybody that's been following uh, Kwame Brown. Right? Oh, Life. Lord. Yes. So that's what. A man of honor and principle sound uh looks and sounds like man. Uh, I'm really not into bashing black men, at least publicly, but this is that appropriate time when the rabbit has the gun. And I don't oh, feel yes. nobody I don't feel bad for anybody he's been shitting on. They deserve everything that they've been getting from that brother after uh Amen. 20 plus years. So uh and lastly, uh, where Monty go? Hey bro, stop eating raw steaks, dog. That's just gross. Stop eating rare steaks. <laughs> <laughs> no, knock it till you try it though. I was no, medium he rare. Said is medium good. rare? Medium, medium rare. Medium rare, rare is good, bro. Right? Don't knock it till you try it. That's the only way to eat steak. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro. No. <laughs> I need much to cook, man. Monty, cut it out, man. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Gully, aka Chris Fury. Uh, you can catch me on IG under Chris.Fury1 and uh, under Blurred's Eye View as well. All one word on IG. So those two pages. Uh, you can catch me on Chris Gully on Facebook. And on Twitter, uh, we are back up to shooting this weekend for uh, Blurred's Eye View coming coming live. Uh, we'll be doing a special segment, Not All Heroes Wear Capes. And we'll be interviewing other POC creators in a, in a field that uh, bring something to the community. That, that, puts, that shit. sounds amazing. Where did that yeah. idea come from? Oh, I wonder. It came from my work wife. I wonder what this Oh, but yeah, you'll catch you'll catch me there along with my partner in crime DC and my partner that's my work wife, which is Candy B. And uh we'll be raising all types of hell and, and chaos as usual. And uh that'll be at 8 30 on Facebook. Oh, and next week we uh we'll be we'll be back to uh Blur's Avenue after dark because Loki starts. Yay! I'm excited. Anybody else have anything else they wanted to get off their chest? Bring to the congregation. We good? Oh, I was gonna let you do your thing, and then I'll okay, awesome. So I just want to thank everybody for actually coming to this. This was uh, really important for me, and I did literally hand select each of you because I knew it was going to be some good synergy going on. So. I'm very happy that you guys enjoyed this. Um, I had tons of other topics and things people brought to the table that I'd love to have your opinion on. So maybe if you decide to have this a part of your show, DC, and do it like once a month, I'd be- Wait, wait just let me do, you go ahead and, and go, go ahead. I, I'm, I'm going to close it, but I got something to say. <laughs> I was going to say, don't, don't get the show. to come back. But at Candy B Cosplay is what I'm mainly pushing. If I wanted you on my Facebook, you'd be on it. Um, you can find me on IG. I do Blurred's Eye View with Quiz and DC. Um, and I also have the triangle, which is uh, falling apart right now. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. But, but we 
have like 150 episodes of Wild Shit. We're supposed to be starting anew uh, July, so it may be some new faces. It may just be me, but... Uh, Put me on your show. Yo, one, of the co- one of the coldest, coldest um, what do they call it, usernames or whatever you call it, your your social media ID was Price's Rights Horn. <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody's name. That's genius. That was somebody's name. <laughs> that's fucking genius. But yeah, go support my cosplay, like the pictures, repost the shit. Uh, like Put the me on your show. Great. What'd you say? Put me on your show again. Oh, yeah, you're thirsty, so we'll figure it out. <laughs> Thirsty as fuck. <laughs> uh, before before you go, DC, I do want to say one thing. Uh, this panel is something that I enjoy, uh, and like Candy B and like DC said, we don't get this opportunity often for for black men to get together and kind of voice their opinions, put their feelings out there on the table, and to say what they so to say what they had to say. So having you gentlemen here was an honor at best, and can't wait to do it again. So. Word. My turn. I'm gonna say something crazy. Um, no, I'm not gonna do that. Um, normally I would say something crazy to end the show, but I'm not. This has been. Um, these are one of my favorite things to do. Um, part of the reason I started this show because I was told I didn't have a voice. I said this a million times. Um, fuck that. I have a big voice and I'm going to always use it, but I always want to use it to be able to push people forward. So having things like this, we've had something like this before on our show. Um, definitely going to see King ish part two coming real soon. Uh, real soon. Um, hopefully with these guys right here, um, being able to do this is, is a labor of love for me. Having this platform to be able to bring people on G black knows we didn't brought them on a million times. And if I can bring them on a million times more, I will, because it's my show and I can do that. Um, uh, Monty has been on before. I'm going to bring him back on again. Why? Because I can do that. This is my show. Uh, I have total creative control. I do what the fuck I want. Say what the hell I want, whatever I want. I have no filter and I have no restrictions. The only people I stay true to is my family and the people that I work with. Um, Chris, Courtney, Brandy, um, the people I bring on this show. So being able to do this is always a blessing, but it's always a responsibility. I feel sometimes because, um, like CJ said, we have a responsibility as black people to be able to tell that story. So, which is why I love having black people on here telling their story. This show ain't about me. It's about you guys. It's just my opportunity to talk shit and uh, push buttons and get to do all kind of crazy shit. I normally do off camera, but I get to do it in front of a camera. Um, and I always tell people, if you're going to talk shit, talk shit the best way you can, because can't nobody talk shit for you, but you. Um, so with that being said, I want to say peace to everybody. But before we go, I must say this. Joe Biden, stop texting my man cigarettes. God damn. Man, man I just want to stop. Please, talking, bro. Man. Shut please, bro. Look at goddamn gas live. prices, man. Gas is fucking $4. I can't even go to work without, you know what I'm saying? I got to monitor how far I can go to work. I'd be like, damn, if I go to work on Tuesday, I ain't going to make it Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Hey, I got sick Yo. twice last week because I ain't had no gas. I didn't know. <laughs> <realize. laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I was like, you all right? I was like, oh, man, I got no gas. Man, I got the flu. Oh, fuck. Hey, I mean, hey, Thursday what? and Miss Friday. Hey, Shit's real out here. Um, why why but, you playing with, with, the, uh, with, with the whole EV thing that's coming in? About probably three years or so, the gas price is going to become super high because ain't as many people going to be buying gas, so people need to keep that shit in mind. <laughs> 
Fuck, that was educational. So now I got to end it on something crazy. Joe Biden. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't end on crazy. We don't end on motivation. We went crazy. Uh, but no, seriously, I do appreciate y'all for coming. Um, this is always, like I said, this is always my fun thing to do is to have a panel and um, just be able to rap. Like I said, when I came up with this show, that's what it was kind of the concept. Um, we do do a lot of crazy shit throughout the week. Um, Sunday is our normal time. So uh, Sunday, you guys can catch us 8. 6.30, Chris? What time do we go now? Oh, fuck. Lord. We haven't done a show in a while. 6 o'clock. 6 o'clock yeah, on six, Sunday. Six. <laughs> fuck. Oh, my God. I almost got kicked off my own show for not knowing the time. 6 o'clock Sunday. Um, Every Sunday we usually go live. We will be back this week. Um, I have no idea what the fuck we're going to do. We're just going to kick this shit off the top of our head like we usually do because that's what this show is about. Um, uh, My social medias. Oh, there's uh, DC Chambers. That's me. Um, What the shit. What the stuff. You can find us on Instagram. Everywhere, you know, you guys know, you guys are fans, you guys know. It's these guys that I want y'all to know where to find them. Because it ain't about me, it's about y'all. Uh, my other favorite quote is, it ain't me, it's we. And on that note, anybody else? Got anything else? Nothing? Yes, I have something to say. It's very important. Oh, God. Listen, <laughs> coming up in a few days, I have a mission for all of you. All of you are going to do this, okay? My Venmo uh-huh. is a guy called Monty. Send me as much money as you can. That's it. I got Word. Yo. So I got a hot zero dollars for you in this.